welcome to the Hunters Hub. Today, uh, we are joined by the wonderful artist, Aphelis. How you doing? Hey, good, good. Um, and this is Fort One, as usual, and our wonderful uh, co-host, who might be having some technical problems, uh, Haru. Everything is fine. That, that's no, in no way in reference to that meme where everyone's not fine and everything's on fire. I, I was... Uh... I was literally going to reference that. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, so I'm kind of excited. Uh, we're going to talk about um, the Witcher update uh, and some of the some of the other event quests that come up in Monster Hunter World lately. Um, we're going to do the dive into Monster Hunter World, which is the art book. We're only going to talk about it a little bit because it is a visual thing and this is an audio podcast. So us just describing things is going to be kind of meh so we're just kind of just generally talk about it um but i I think one of our bigger topics today it's something that haru and i uh kind of had uh some experience with lately is like game stores like physical game stores uh like specifically local game shops like we've been to a couple recently and 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 frequently and it's just kind of i don't know for me there's been big life changes i no longer live in the city i'm out in the country and it's like I no longer have like those giant box stores to go to like GameStop or I can't even think of another one like Best Buy and that kind of stuff like it's it's I'm now going to a local game shop and things are cheaper and it's awesome (laughs) yeah um so yeah because those didn't survive in in the city where I was at (laughs) uh at all (laughs) uh so yeah so uh, i guess uh but we do like to talk uh uh, first about what we've been playing lately or just something that's going on um so to give our 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 guests the first spot avalis what have you been up to oh man um i've been uh streaming lately i've been trying to get into twitch so i can uh you know show everybody how how I do some of the art process and stuff. I've been getting a lot of requests for that. Sure. So I've been navigating the the Twitchverse and trying to get acquainted with it. Right now, it's uh, I'm I'm a I'm a noob at it, so I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, but it's fun, man. I, I like it. I enjoy it. I get to you know teach, have my teacher moments sometimes, and show people. That's and, cool. Um, also, I've been uh, on Patreon. Doing mm-hmm. all of the polls and do, doing my Monster Hunter stuff, man. Doing some cool art and playing Monster Hunter, of course. That's pretty much it, man. Chill. All right. So you put out a uh, that that art of Liliana recently. That oh, was cool. You liked it, yeah. That I that I had different ideas for it, but I think that was the best. Like, like I was thinking, like if we were to see Liliana on Iceborne, like how aggressive would it more be now in its own natural element, which is ice. So I was thinking if it had like ice coming out of his wings, like spikes and blades coming out of it, and just uh, overall more of an apex predator, more than it would be in the coral area. That's kind of like mm-hmm. what I had. Yeah, that was interesting. It definitely seemed very Blizzard-esque, uh, what you drew. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, it's hard to argue. You, you always do great stuff. I mean, literally my you know play mat uh, you know with your permission was you know five of your pieces in wooberg for <laughs> monster hunter <laughs> i'm just sad no one recognizes it sometimes because <laughs> like 
uh, you know, people aren't huge Monster Hunter fans, but but a bunch of them started asking me uh, about like, hey, Monster Hunter, because they're getting interested because of stuff like The Witcher and that kind of stuff, uh, which, which we'll get into. Because <laughs> um, I actually played it. Uh, I it's the first time I've actually like tried to play a Monster Hunter World in a long time, like probably since July. So aside from one stream with uh, Vengeful Torture. So, Har- Haru, what have you been doing? Uh, well, just recently, I just wanted to get right into that, uh, uh, the collaboration monsters. Sure. Um, and then sort of not I... collaboration monster, question mark? So, uh, spoilers, sort of. Are you talking about they... the No question about it. It's gotta be a lesson. <laughs> um... <laughs> so they, they took this sort of mythological, uh, druidic, like, cursed tree monster from Witcher, uh, and it can attack with, like, roots. It's like a humanoid, uh, like a scarecrow kind of thing, yeah. wearing, like, a big, spooky, like, uh, deer skull with, like, the rack of horns. Yes. And it... it... Have you guys heard of the, 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 the skinwalkers? Every time they reference a skinwalker, it's just a head of like a deer and then the body of like a person gigantic that's kind of like what it reminded me of yeah yeah there's um there's a lot of uh uh native american um like mythological creatures like that the skin i think is what you're referring to the skinwalkers uh some sometimes uh sometimes those are also referred to as wendigos uh which is kind of funny that right now that's one of we were talking oh. earlier uh wendigos are actually my most popular D article right now <laughs> but i and i actually do talk about like a deer head and antler uh variant of them um a little bit but yeah they're not um the witcher is definitely known for using you know like it's kind of weird to say real world myths but you know myths that already exist in, uh, uh, instead of Monster Hunter, where they only have one, which is the Kira, and everything else is completely made up for Monster Hunter. And even Karen is sort of, you know, it's sort of its own thing. Yeah, yeah, and and, and just as you know, the Leshen or all the other stuff the Witcher uses, which is, I can't remember where are they from. It's somewhere. It's not it's, Netherlands. Uh, the myth is called the Leshy. Aleshi. And I had the article open. It's from, uh, it's it's, it's like, Russian. It looks like Russian and Polish. Right. Yeah. So it's like, like it's, it's more areas. that that Eastern European, you know, Asian uh, kind of area folklore that the Witcher does, and it just it's got a lot of that stuff in it. <laughs> so, but in the game, it's it's like uh, conjuring like uh, just. Like, uh, apocalyptic clouds of uh, revultures, or you know, the crows in universe. Yeah. Um, and just like attacking with these vines that burrow through the ground with these really kind of slow but like deceptively sudden movements. Mm-hmm. And it can it's like a, it's like sort of like a like a druid class, and that like it can summon and control a bunch of creatures. So you can actually get really overwhelmed because it makes the Jagras super aggressive. And tougher to kill. They're just tougher to kill. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I actually, just before hopping on uh, the Discord here, 
um, failed this quest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, it, it was funny because I didn't realize there was a time limit. So I was taking my time doing all the side quests, um, which I do believe there's only two, uh, which is the uh, Chief Gajalaka and the Puka Puke. Um, I failed the Puke Puke one. The election killed it. Um, and me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Like, I was goofing around with the, the Chief Gajalaka one so long. Uh, it was like, hey, you have ten minutes remaining, like, just starting the Leshen fight. And I was like, oh, no. I didn't realize there was a time limit. Like... <laughs> I was I was boned. I knew I was gonna lose, so I just kind of went ham and just died three times. And yeah, yeah, I had to redo it. I hope I don't have to redo the Gajalaka thing. I really hope. Like that's just <laughs> like if you clear the Pookie Pookie, and then uh, can you redo it again and still get the rewards at the end? I I think I don't know. I'll have to try it again. Um, I haven't done it twice, but I would assume the attack jewel, uh, like for completing all the quests, I assume you'll only get that once. Sure. That'll be my third that I don't <sighs> use. Yeah. Ugh. I don't use them. You. You lucky, lucky person that I don't feel any negative emotions toward. <laughs> I don't want them! Like, I haven't thrown them away like other jewels. Like, I've thrown away at least two. Uh, what's the... What's the... I can't remember. The Mind's Eye jewel. Yeah. No, it's Mind's Eye. Well, because I already have one, and it's in my build. So, like, why do I need another one? So I just, like, sell them. <laughs> Might as well try to get a something better on the melding lady. Right. Well, the Melder for a long time wasn't worth it when I was playing. Like, you know, we have to think, like, this is before updates, so, like, <laughs> July. <laughs> like, right after uh, Lunastra hit is when I stopped playing. And I didn't feel the Melder was worth anything at that time, so I didn't use it. I got one attack out of it, so I, I kept going back at it. But, I mean, that's mm. it. <laughs> it was an orange. You can get some... You can get some good stuff. Uh, I feel like they have like higher drop rates from the Melder or something. They did something to it. I know, because uh, I like I would never even see the level of jewel. Like it wasn't even possible to get the level of jewel that is required for attack jewel and that kind of stuff. Like it wasn't possible. So, or at least you know, maybe I'm remembering wrong. It just felt that way. At least maybe I don't know. It didn't feel like this is literally wasting resources. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like. <laughs> But, hey, that probably changed, so now I'm going to be doing it. But, um, just anyway, just about the general, uh, like, uh, uh sky-level view, anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is, like, the second collaboration monster, just, like, not a canon thing they put into Monster Hunter World, or the whole series at all, really. It's becoming the Super Smash Bros. of Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was kind of... Wondering what you guys felt about that, like whether you'd rather 
have like stuff from this universe or like stuff from I don't know what would be next like Resident Evil or whatever. Okay, so let well Resident Evil's in house with Capcom, so I don't see that happening because um, these are well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Something else that's like even a little more far fetched. Although Resident Evil might fit with something in the uh, uh, Rotten Vale, you know, which still needs more monsters. Stop putting stuff in the ancient forest, please. Anyways, um, the <laughs> um, so like I I don't know. Like I I feel like they they could do some more stuff. I enjoy the lesson. I enjoy Behemoth. I haven't beaten Behemoth or Leshen yet, but hey, I'm going to be working on changing that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, well, I'll get into that a little bit later. You know, when I talk more in depth about what I've been playing. Um, but I, I enjoy the fights, what I don't enjoy, and I'm straight up like mad about this. Like a lot of people like, oh, you know, I I want this monster back. I want this monster back. I never expected to bring out of the hundreds of monsters. I don't like, there's no monster that I say I don't like except for King Shakalaka. (laughs) Who the fuck did they bring back? King Gajalaka. Oh my gosh. Um, I actually, was... it's Chief Gajalaka Whatever. now. He still throws fireballs. He's still a little <laughs> bitch that runs around and knocks you for no freaking good reason. And he still hits you for like 30% of your damage. And it's like, I'm wearing like Witcher crap because like I'm not wearing my normal <laughs> armor that I know how to play with. So I, And I haven't played regularly since July. <laughs> So, like, I'm having a a really tough time. I didn't faint, uh, thankfully, although I came close a couple of times um, with the King Gajalaka. And like I said, that took up a majority of my time. Not the fight itself, but doing the quest and then doing the fight and all that kind of stuff. So now I have to redo it, and I guess, like, that sucks. I also took a long time to find where he was with the Vigor Wasp stuff, because that's actually not where I normally find the Vigor Wasp. (laughs) Like, I actually find him somewhere else on the map sometimes, so I went to that spot. (laughs) Wait, Uh, I think there's only one spawn location for the giant Vigor Wasp. I thought they were in the... You you know, like, where... uh, There's that intersection where there's, like, a tree, and then it goes... It's hard. It's in the northwest corner of the map, but there's part of the tree that can be broken in two spots. Devil Joe ends up attacking me there all the time, but they can break part oh, of the tree. Oh, it's Great Jagras' nest, you mean? Great Jagras' nest. Is it? No, that's like in a cave. Oh, are you talking about like the? Sent with like a bunch of like court like bones and stuff. That's like inside a tree. Right, and it spirals up a little bit. Yeah, that's where I have found it before. At least I could be remembering wrong because it's been a long time, but that's where I thought it was. So I go there and I'm like, no, Area 13. I'm like, Area 13 at the base of the tree. Base of the tree? You mean up? (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) So that took me a little bit of figuring out because I'm trying to remember and I'm like, oh, crap. My dad was watching. He was making fun of me while I was doing it. I was like, thanks, Dad. I thought you knew this game. Shut up. (laughs) 
Well, anyway, what did you think of the the choice, as it were, Aethlis? Yeah, just any of the new monsters. Any of them. Just uh, either of the new monsters. Um, I only... So what do I think about any of the new monsters that came out for The Witcher, right? For the thing, uh, well, yeah, like, would you like Behemoth or Leshen, you know, both of them. Like, do you like that? Or... Oh, oh, my bad. Yes, I like them. Um, I like the whole concept. The only thing on the Behemoth, I don't like it that it's so heavy on the team base. So, at least on, yeah. the, on the art temper or the temper Behemoth, like, if you don't have a good team, you're gonna have a bad time, you know. Like, like I, I redid that for two, no, almost like a whole week. Like non-stop until I did it once and once I finished it the one quest screw it I don't want to see this guy again I never did it <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about any arc tempered honestly <laughs> but but the legend I, I had fun it was a nice nice change of pace you get to go around you know do the side quest and uh, talking to the to the botanist and the, the other guy and um, it was fun I liked it that's, I'm, I'm happy with it and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be playing again tonight, trying to clear out the pookie pookie, because keep sign. <laughs> I thought it was uh, of if anything you could have chosen from The Witcher, it's probably like the, the right choice in the sense that you can't make a humanoid monster really in Monster Hunter, and sure. also like the druidic magic aspect is something that doesn't really. Maybe you can make an elder dragon, but they have that like bamboo dog in frontier, and it looks kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Personally, I mean, they could have done something like the Griffin, right? Because the Griffin is a pretty iconic fight in Witcher Three because it's so early, and a lot of people got to it. I mean, like I said, I've played the Witcher Three. I basically ended maybe twenty minutes after the Griffin, so like, <laughs> like I could see how most people would have recognized that too. Uh, but I think something like the lesson is going to be more uh, indicative of the Witcher more than a Griffin because a Griffin isn't like specific to the Witcher. I mean, Griffin are in, wow, they're in like all sorts of fantasy games. It's, you know, they're in D and D, which I don't really know of a lesson in D and D other than, uh, possibly referring to like you said the skin skinwalkers or wendigos um, in, in D&D because D&D just pulls from everything <laughs> um, but yeah like the lesson is a, is a more unique choice I think um, very odd though that it is a bipedal monster that it, it's cool but odd odd choice for monster hunter um I don't think we have a straight-up bipedal monster, although I guess you could count Adokaw, maybe. But he's six-legged, but he does stand upright. Maybe. Well, like, <laughs> the apes the apes walk around on all fours, but they're sort of right, like, like, humanoids, I guess. Yeah, yeah just, you know, hunched over. And they pounce, and they've got this, you know, the, the, the zigzag patterns that, like, you know, like they're believable in the world. The Leshen is is a bit of a stretch for Monster Hunter, but it's still fun so far. 
We'll see. If it takes too too hard for me to beat and I get mad. Does this thing have crowns? <laughs> Please say no. They're going to add another um, like stronger version of the legend later, right? Yeah, just like Extreme Behemoth, it's going to be like AT Leshen, yeah. The Greater Leshen, I think it's called. Um, I think it's on the 14th, uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to... And... Okay, yeah. I know you go. Uh, I was going to say, are, like, are they going to give us like, kind of the same weapons to beat it, or do you think they're going to let us... I hope, I hope they let us beef, beef it up. Yeah. Those, those are, are kind of sad, sad weapons. weapons. <laughs> at least, at least the long sword, sword I feel was. was. It loses, it loses that blue sharpness very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I don't know because um, for viewers, the Leshen fight you can only fight it in single player, and you can only fight it while you're wearing the Geralt skin slash armor. Uh, yeah, like I have to. Go... And that like locks you into a set of skills. Yes. Which is nice. It gives you health regen. That's a good one. Because you're going to need it for the stupid crows. Uh, just bopping you. I've enjoyed it so far. It's just like... Uh, we'll, we'll see when I actually defeat it. <laughs> I guess the same goes with Behemoth. When I actually defeat it, we'll, we'll give my final opinion. You're going to get that big sigh of relief. And then you're never gonna see it again. <laughs> Might happen. I mean, that's kind of what I did with Xenojiva. Yeah. Because <laughs> like everyone's like, "Oh, you need to make this armor for him or whatever." Like, I've fought him a couple times since, but and that's no, 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 the regular one. And then Arc Tempered one came out, and I tried on stream with Vengeful Torture fruitlessly for about a good three hours. And... <laughs> And then we failed every other quest we did. And we called it a game. You know, we called it a night. <laughs> it is strange because knowing nothing about game development, uh, like, they, they're making all these DLC monsters and they're adding them to the game. Mm-hmm. But there are, like, Hulftroth and Behemoth are locked to multiplayer. Uh, and, like, Scarecrow Man is only single player. And I feel like... Uh, like just like modifying the the threshold numbers and the variables and the health totals the damage would be easier than like uh, just to adjust for single player slash multiplayer would be easier than just like the act of creating the monster in the first place and animating and all that jazz mm-hmm. yeah it's i don't know i the quest itself was really fun like i was actually like learning uh, about Monster Hunter through The Witcher. Like, you actually hear how you're supposed to pronounce Puke Puke, Rathalos, Jagras, Jagras, I think is what they actually say, Jagras. Yeah. Like, they actually give you pronunciations, which is unheard of <laughs> before. <laughs> um, the, if you talk to the handler, just talk to her. Um, this is, this is why I lost the quest, because I was just talking to people, because uh, that's what you do in The Witcher. Um, the the handler gets, like... I started to think the handler has a thing for my character, because, like, 
But then I realized everyone does, like even the botanist. Yeah. It was just like, okay, because like <laughs> both of them talk you up a lot, a lot, a lot. Now, where's one of the funny things? They justify you being the witcher in the quest by the hunter fighting off all the big monsters to keep them away from the ancient forest. Like they actually say he's actually out there protecting you. And he's and, and Geralt is like, he must be some hunter. Now I really wish that he said hunter in a different way, but he says it the same way every time. <laughs> hunter. <laughs> right. <laughs> hunter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I miss the pronunciations because I'm so um, impatient that I <laughs> that I just x, x x x x and I keep repeating the loops. I'm like, okay. Here's the funny thing: I'm normally not like that. I just decided to do it this time. Like, I'm normally like you. I'm not like I just skip through the story. Like, it's it's a known thing. Fortwan doesn't like story in video games. I <laughs> I've been trying to change that. <laughs> Came here to kill monsters. This is Monster Hunter, guys. All this I reading, mean, but that's a lot of what The Witcher is exactly. discovering about the target, and then you go do it. So I played it like I tried to with The Witcher, and I, obviously I got bored and quit <laughs> playing The Witcher. Uh, but yeah. Um. So do we, do we have anything else to say with the lesson or that kind of stuff? I just wanted to. Just to add on, that I like that justification with the hunter, uh, like fighting off all the other monsters. Because of course that's only there because they don't want to have the have to make program the crossover monster to have interactions and turf wars with all the Jagras oh, yeah. and all the other monsters in the forest. Right, Basil Goose just popped in where you were with Alicia. Say hi. <laughs> Fire element weakness. I mean, they didn't. They kind of didn't do that with uh, uh, Behemoth, right? But like Behemoth was like, there's just not going to be anything showing up, right? Like they don't. They don't even try to justify it. At least they tried this time. They actually tried with a story. They don't mention anything about like maybe the meteor killing everything in sight, or just they left it as your imagination. I, I'm going to be honest. I did exactly what you talked about earlier. Blew through every single line of text. <laughs> So I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna guess they didn't um, because they don't have the cut, uh, the big cutscenes like that. They did. They have it for Devil Joe, but they don't have it for Behemoth. I don't think. Um, there is a story quest associated with it, but it's all sort of like that that floating head talking to you stuff, and not not like actual cutscenes like it is with uh, Geralt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. Um, so far, like I said, we'll see. Best, what, best yeah. boss fight not in Witcher Three. All right. Um, one of the things that uh, so like I don't want to dwell on what I've been doing real quick with you know real long with uh, games like because it's kind of been the same lately. <laughs> you know, like still playing Into the Breach. Um, got further on that like i have like two teams left so i just have the random squad which is freaking hard and then custom squad and then the secret squad and yay and then i'll be done and i'll move on to war groove which is something i really wanted to play but i want to finish into the breach first so like i said i'm just trying to get through into the breach so i can play war groove 
Uh, the other thing I've been playing is I stopped playing Titanfall so that I can play Shadow of War, the Lord of the Rings game. Uh, I've been enjoying that. I've put it on Nemesis difficulty, which is basically equivalent to hard mode. Um, I've been getting killed a lot, and it's fun, but the Witcher stuff kind of told me, like, I need to get back into Monster Hunter for now, so I'm going to put that on the shelf for a little bit. I'm going to do everything I want to do in Monster Hunter, so I think I'm actually going to need to make it a goal to get the lesson done. Um, I missed the Greatest Jagras. I missed it by a day. <laughs> so I'm going to get the Lava Seath down, um, and I want to get Behemoth down, and then I'll probably put Monster Hunter down for a little while until... Um, well, until, you know, the greater lesson comes out, try to do that. Um, but then I'll probably go back to Shadow of War at that point. Because I really like uh, the Lord of the Rings universe. And I like the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, like that series a lot. Um, even though it is kind of generic open world stuff that Haru isn't a super big fan of. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I like the Nemesis system. The, 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 in case no one's familiar, you have orcs that are captains and then war chiefs and then a general. And basically, in the previous game, I'm pretty sure you can convince them to be on your side. I'm just not far enough in the game yet. But basically, you're at this point assassinating orc captains that have super special abilities and you have to figure out how to kill them because they'll have resistances and stuff. And it's kind of got like an Assassin's Creed fighting style mixed with this open world objective stuff and a story. Now I do have one complaint and this is a not unpopular opinion I think. Um, if anyone's uh, familiar with the Lord of the Rings universe uh, why am I forgetting her name? Starts with an SH. The that's, no uh, Shelob yes. Shelob the spider is like some hot black haired chick that for some reason was like, I can't tell right now because I'm early in the game, but was like at least in uh, Sauron's bedroom before he was super evil. So maybe Sauron's wife or girlfriend or, you know, dare I say mistress, like something along those lines. Like Shelob is this like hot spider girl and she's somehow involved in the story. And like, you guys are stretching it like this is just and stretching it as in like it's like taffy you stretched it and then it just broke and then you're still you're still going even though it's broken a long time ago like that's dumb like that's the dumbest thing about the story it's like no shelob is a freaking spider she is not some hot chick that was somehow involved with everything it's all non-canon anyway so i don't know why i get so distraught about it <laughs> This is dumb. So dumb. Like, why does everything have to be a hot, you know, hot, hot woman? Just, it's a spider, okay? <laughs> it's it's kind of like um, in the Harry Potter movie recently, the, the like, prequel-y one. Uh-huh. They turned Nagini, Voldemort's snake, uh, like, said it was like a woman with, like, a progressive, like, wear snake disease. So by the time of Harry Potter, she just turned completely into a snake. Oh, okay. And that was like a person, like this, like this Asian, a young Asian woman at the time. Okay, so and she was like in a circus, and the and it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Oh my gosh! See, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a common problem among many things, and Shelob is just another victim of the womanizing. 
anthropomorphizing things that don't need anthropomorphizing. Like, it's cool if you're into that. That's not what this game is. <laughs> Make it like a like a uh, like a, a Huni Pop Lord of the Rings if you want to do that. <laughs> From Monster Hunter, when they were like really making them super sexy, like the super sexy, uh, like Cool Ross or super sexy. Oh, the right. Monster Girls. <sighs> Yeah, when so when I was a moderator, I've talked about this story a couple times. Uh, when I was a moderator on the subreddit for Monster Hunter, um, you know, it's almost been a year since I've been gone now. But <laughs> but uh, the, the we got a con, we got uh, a a message from one of the moderators of r slash Monster Hunter for you. Uh, uh, no, Monster Hunter thirty for you and the other one and they have a lot of monster girls on them uh and i know this because i went there because i was like what is this i know i know what 34 is but i was like this is a thing and i go there and i'm like yeah it's a thing and i go back apparently like you know they did the message the moderator sings which means all the moderators see it and at the time, there was like five of us, and we just didn't talk about it. It was never mentioned. No one did anything. Yeah, we just ignored it. Like, we were just, <laughs> we're not handling this. This is not a thing. And, like, we all kind of just, like, silently agreed. We are not linking to that site. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> we are not doing this. This is not us. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the shunning politics of Victorian morality. How we all love them so. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This was before Haru was a moderator. I totally forgot you were a moderator, Haru. Because <laughs> uh, we don't I'm talk not, about it. That's not a criticism. I, I, would, I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, like, uh, like, we don't talk about that very often, the fact that you are a mod on the sub. And, and I are left, you... like maybe a week after you came on like it was something like that or maybe a couple of weeks i left fairly fairly no, soon we were co- uh concurrent for a couple months at least but yeah you left sometime was it last year yeah yeah it'd be last year um yeah and it was yeah it had to have been sometime in march or april I don't know. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing lately. Um, of course, you know I've still been playing D and D, and and Magic. I don't know if I knew. I think I mentioned it. Um, I got eighth in the league uh, for the EDH league. It's okay. Like I, I actually have the lowest win percentage. I, I, it, like it's not even funny. Like out of the thirty-three games I played, I won three. Um, which everyone else ha- who was in the top eight had at least a 40% of win rate. And I was there because it's point-based. Uh, it's not like wins, but wins give you more points. It, it's just like weird. It's just like I was like, and of course I'm the bottom of the top eight. I was eighth and I got eighth. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, it's just, it was weird. So we're going to have our league meeting and quotations uh next wednesday to talk about hey how the league go and that kind of stuff 
And I'm not going to say, oh, because I didn't win, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, there's definitely things that don't allow what I like to play to work very well. <laughs> um, so, like, do they ban cards in that league? Or, like, what do you mean? Well, they're not banned. So, things cost points. So, like, you gain points by, like, first blood is the first time that a, you are the player that hits someone with combat damage first. So, you get one point. Um Victory is two points. Killing someone is one point. Um, there's like a big list of its achievement based, right? So you do these things. There's there's also negative points. So if you get to six resources or mana, if you're familiar with the game, before turn four, so on turn three or lower, if you hit six, uh, that's negative three points. And this all goes to a total at the end. And I was eighth in the ranking of points at the end of the season, which is 12 weeks. Um, and like I said, my brother's first, and he's been first for the past, like, seven seasons. Because <laughs> my brother is super good at the game. Um, but that's kind of created a reputation of he's the guy to beat. Oh, well, uh, here comes Fortwine, you know, like, uh, you know, his brother. Uh, he must be as good as him. Dogpile him. Spoilers, I'm, I'm not as good as him. So... <laughs> I'm fighting tooth and nail to, to stay in and it's it worked but yeah I had some rough very rough weeks uh, I, you might have saw it on Twitter I put like a, it's my birthday is everyone going to go easy on me the short answer is no they didn't <laughs> that was actually a really bad night for me <laughs> um, so yeah like so I've been doing that kind of stuff uh, but yeah I don't, don't want to dwell on that too long because we have a couple things to go into still uh uh the dive into monster Hunter world the art book that was released not that long ago haru you imported it um why hello i didn't see you there <laughs> i have a 500 page book bounced on my head it it's, might be responsible for some of my spinal issues um anyway so, so this is a japanese book it's like an encyclopedia mm -hmm. And it's split between screenshots, like blurbs of very not translated text, <laughs> and uh, concept art, and like just like some like three D renders uh, of the monsters that are in the game. Yeah, uh, it's about fifty bucks, and you can find it. We'll put a link uh, for the Amazon JP. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll uh, have it in the page. description on the SoundCloud. Thumbs up. Uh, you can import it for roughly fifteen or fifty bucks uh, converted uh, U.S. dollars. Sure. Um, Cheaper than a double. I'd say cost. it's worth it if you're interested. If, if you're interested in the art, um, it. What am I? What am I getting at here? It's, it's pretty painless just to get it shipped, um, but you will have to use like a translator app if you <laughs> want to read any of the things. Yeah, Google Translate is 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 a pretty good one. I used it for double cross. <laughs> Here, let me take a picture of my screen. Okay, that's the menu option I want to go to. Here, let me take a picture of my screen. That's the other menu option. So, a just a book. quick little tutorial. If you just download the Google Translate app on your phone, um, and I think Android has some of the functionality built in. Yeah. If you download like a Japanese language pack. Mm -hmm. uh, you can just click the camera button, and you know you you hover your camera over text, and you take a picture of it, and it'll highlight, like scan, and and detect all the Japanese text. 
Yeah. And if you press this little white box icon, it'll take you to another page, and it has the whole like readout of like a whole paragraph of text, just like you know Google Translate. It's not like perfect, but right. you know you can get the idea of what you're reading, and you can actually like save things, passages. So if you want to uh, have like a whole chapter of the book in there, you can you can totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Past that, just looking at all the cool concept art. <laughs> I would just. No, yeah, that's that's definitely why I'm in it. Words, I, I want to see all this juicy Monster Hunter concept art. I'm getting giddy just thinking about it. Sounds cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to get it in the future. <laughs> Still hoping for a Hydra monster. <laughs> Fortunately, no hydras, no no multiple heads. Uh, Three U doesn't count. The one with the skeleton, or is it for you? This is like a like a uh, Nakarkos. Yeah, Nakarkos. I always said Naraki. <laughs> I was one of our guests. <laughs> well, I think I think it counts, but Fortuan is picky. Ah. It's a it's 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 fake. It's it's tentacles wearing skulls. <laughs> like it's not. It doesn't. No, it doesn't count. I'm I'm the, I'm the hider guy. It's just no. <laughs> so you want the whole like literally you cut off its head and it grows back two more? Maybe not that far, but I definitely want a multi-headed monster, like an actual multi-headed monster. That'd be like a lot. That'd be no. But if they actually did that concept, that'd be interesting. Uh, just like technically, anyway. Yes, it um, would be. It'd be very difficult too, because it's like a, a Hercules, like the Disney Hercules. Stop with the head chopping thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like crap. I missed one. Ah. <laughs> uh, like, like start biting each other. Yes. It's like lashing out. Unit collision. That'll be a thing. <laughs> um, but, but but in any case, I was looking at the concept art, which is why I was most excited because they haven't released the Monster Hunter World concept art except in like this weird Japanese booklet at like the championships or something. In any case, well, they they um, had some in the legendary whatever the hundred fifty dollar edition that I have, so I actually have an art book uh, up with some Monster Hunter World stuff, but they didn't want to spoil anything, so like. There's, like, Puke Puke and that kind of stuff in there. That's not, like, a lot. There's stuff that was, like, in the trailers in there. That one's the one that has all the new monsters and the armors all broken down in, like, two pages each, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that one's... That one's so good. That, I have that one, but I got that with the $150 GameStop edition or whatever I did when I bought Monster Hunter World. But, like, it's only 30 pages, though. It's not good. I mean, like, it, I mean, it's, it's awesome, but it's like, yeah, it's not. That book alone is not worth it. And the soundtrack is like a digital download that I never did. Yeah, it's, I never did it. The, the slip is still in the box. Actually, I used that box, that giant box for Monster Hunter World, um, to store all my Monster Hunter game cases and games. So, like, my whole game collection of Monster Hunter sits in that box. It was actually really convenient. Like, my three or four copies of PS2 Monster Hunter, and then the, I collect the games, so. But, um, anyway, I was looking through the concept art this week, and 
it, it has all the environments, not just the monsters or the weapons. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I was struck by, uh, there's a lot of unused concepts, but also uh, the ones that do match up with the game are very close in a lot of cases. I imagine so, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if that's just like selective, you know, uh, choosing things. You can see, like, the ancient forest nest, or Puke Puke's area, mm-hmm. or the coral highlands, uh, like the bleached peak above the clouds. There's a bunch of stuff about, oh my god, the cloud, like the sun rays coming through the clouds, the coral highlands. Oh, it's so good. Just say it slower. You gotta... Just like the rays of sun breaching through the layers of clouds in the <laughs> coral highlands. <Hard> <laughs> Oh yeah. The, the, um, yeah. Uh, okay. I shouldn't wax too poetic here. I get it. Um, I think, I think they're called god rays. Actually, when sun comes through, uh, especially forests. Yeah. Yeah. Newfangled. Um. Pretty good. But stuff. the wildfire waste actually it, it draws a bit of a distinction. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell exactly if like a lot of the pieces were just like straight art, like drawn art, or if like a lot of the badlandsy rocks looked almost like they could have been like compiled from photos or like 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 just right. like a mix of drawn and photo mesh. Did you say? Like real, real. You you get a you get uh, usually when you're doing concept art, your lead will give you like a folder of uh, rocks and and like uh, for example, if you're doing the the ancient forest. Uh, they give you this folder and they say, okay, we need to stay with within this plant life and this this look. And they give it to all the concept artists so they, we're all doing the in the same page and we're not too off okay. with each art. And you can use those. It's, it's like a digital folder and you can use the photos from it and clip them and then put them in your art. And that way the, the same flower will probably be in everybody's art. And then you just paint over it a little bit, and uh, it's, it's really fast and efficient way to do concept art. It's, uh, it's pretty, yeah. So it's kind of like doing uh, like they do with art class, where it's like here's a still piece, here's everyone's interpretation of that that setup. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And then okay, you, okay. you you get, and then it's, it's like I said, it's it's easy because you can just get the rock, uh, like uh, everybody's doing porous rocks. So that you can get the, the rock, clip the, the photo, and then put it straight into your painting, and then mm-hmm. paint a little over it, and you don't have to paint the whole rock anymore. And then you still have the whole like look of it. It's it's right. Now I'm just imagining a bunch of different versions of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> um, they actually didn't do uh, like too many photo bash- bashes to my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I assume the Rotten Vale, Coral Highlands, Elders Recess, you have a lot of alien environments sure. that aren't really represented. Besides, you know, the, the columnar basalt and the Elders Recess obviously has a real-life equivalent. Right. Um, but just to finish on the Wildspire Waste, you can see, like, the, the, the swampy area, the mud, uh, the, the, the river shallows of the muddy river, mm-hmm. uh, and the... This is sort of like the... Uh, uh, the estuary where uh, it goes through the like lavender fields. Yeah, like those are all like very accurately reflected from the concept art into the game. It's just like the whole sand dunes area. Yeah, uh, looks v- 
it's it's like very changed from the concepts they had. It's, I think it got shifted around a bunch. Oh, okay. That's... And that kind of reflects what I feel about the whole, whole Wildspire Waste. Because it kind of seems like it's just got a lot of biomes going on. You know, it's got it's got yeah. a lot of gameplay mechanics and one of the different, things different ideas. Uh, that 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 I feel like just to just talk about like map design in general. Um, the you know the the waste. Oh, you just said it. Why am I the, the wildfire waste? I almost said wildfire. I was like, I know that's not it. That is a salad I get at Roosters. No. Anyways, uh, the Wildspire Waste, I, I feel, is like the most varied environment in the whole game. Like, the ancient forest, you have like different areas and like the treetops and that kind of stuff. They all feel foresty. Uh, whereas, like, the Wildspire Waste, it's like, yeah, it's all got this sort of desert theme, but like when you're in the muddy shallows and that kind of stuff, it's like very. I don't know. It, it still fits the theme, but it's still very different. And I think it's the only map that really achieves that a whole lot. Uh, there is two very distinct areas, uh, I would say, in the Rotten Vale, uh, being the upper and the lower levels. Uh, well, I would say even the, the upper, mid, and lower levels are very different, but they still fit the theme. But I feel like the Wildspire Waste really nails that variety within the same theme. I wanted to say another thing, like, everyone loves the Coral Highlands and that kind of stuff, but, like, do you ever go to the bottom of the Coral Highlands, like, down some of those chutes that go to literally nothing? Like, there's, like, just a couple gathering things down there, and that's it? Like, why do those exist? <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Rotten Vale. It's the upper echelons of the Rotten Vale where the stagnant air Yeah, but you think they pools. would do something with that, you know what I mean? Like, they just... Right. Right. There's like one that's like a shoot that you slide down for a good 30 seconds or something like that. Like, it's insane. And you're like, cool. Why am I down here? Like, it's, it's like, I, I feel like they should have done something with it, like made a plateau. And like, maybe that's where creature that you can capture with your net in there. No, there's um... no endemic life that's unique to the core highlands down there well there's that um yeah no there's that whole plateau with all the coral birds like there's like eight clusters of them and you can get a you have more chances to get a uh, elegant coral bird to spawn there okay i was more after um, the, the downy the, the ones that are there for the achievement so like that one yeah. on the back of aftermoths and then there was the one that was on the back of moose wine no is it moose Yeah, moss one. Yeah. The, the, the bristly ones. Yeah, the bristly one. The bristly downy. Like, those are the two that I really focused on. I didn't really... I got the, the queen wiggler. The red one. But, um... But, j- yeah. Just to your earlier point, like, when I was first playing through Monster Hunter World, I could have sworn I loved that little area uh, that was, like, the Rotten Vale area of the Coral Highlands. Yeah. And I could have sworn they were going to turn it into, like, Odegaran's nest for the... For that map but yeah. yeah there's not like it's not like big enough really yeah it's to... just a couple little areas and they look cool there's nothing wrong with them it's just they don't use them it's just kind of disappointing and yeah, yeah i don't know <laughs> another area like that that you only ever see it when you're doing the quest for the for one of the mantles or one of no one of the one of the weapons for your cat 
and it's that area where all the the uh, the king cat lives. I don't know if you know where the where the what's the name of the white bat? Oh, oh, uh, Palumio. Pa- Mm-hmm. Okay, where where he's hanging down, if you look towards the left, there's this little cliff that you can walk on the side of it, and you walk around this um, side of the mountain, and then you you enter this area that has a little waterfall, and you talk to the to the chief cats there, and that's the only ever right. other time that you ever see that area. Yeah, and there's like this hidden grotto inside of one of those areas that is like really good for golden fish, um, like. It's kind of cool if like you're doing that kind of stuff, but let me get a monster hunter. We're hunting monsters. Like it's kind of kind of weird. That, like they have these areas. I don't fault them for having these areas. They're cool and they're nice to have. Like these little secret areas. But like, I wish they would have done a little bit more with them. Like, uh, you know, like maybe some sort of rare resource. You kind of have to go there once in a while to go get something. And it, I, you could argue golden fish is that, but do you go to the rotten vale if you want golden fish? Like, uh, there's there's better answers, you know what I mean? And it's not that hard. And it's also where you get that ancient fish, which was also hard to get. <laughs> um, stuff like that. That was my only real problem with the level design, is that with situations like the Wildstar Waste, where you have so many ecosystems just kind of crammed into one map, and it's not, like, too massively expanded to accommodate those ecosystems... Sure. Uh, you end up with situations where Gerardos can only go to like three areas in the whole game. Yeah, and that is unfortunate. That yeah. Uh, and they're just sort of like penned in in that sense. Yeah. Uh, and like the map flow in the Coral Highlands too, with those two ravines. Like in the Coral Highlands, I was just gonna say you only end up when you're going to the Coral Highlands anymore. You only end up for Karen and Legiana spending your time in like the top couple of areas. Yeah. They're very bleached and white, and they don't kind of represent the kind of lushness of the whole right. map. You don't spend a lot of time in the actual coral forest. Yeah, and it this is the kind of stuff that, that, that we're going to see, like, you know, hundreds of hours into the game, too. Like, when we were first playing, like, oh, it was so awesome! But then again, you're still... You're still, it's like the, 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 the thing with WoW. It's like when you're questing and, you know, oh, this is awesome. And then you get to the end game. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, all right. So what else? You know, like, what, what is going to keep me here? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I get what I, I totally agree with you on that one, Haru. It's like you end up just be, seeing these similar areas eventually. Um, it's also why I have like a big vendetta against the ancient forest because everything happens there like all the time. It's, I would like to have seen the lesson in the rotten veil or something like that. Like not that it fits because the roots, but you know, like get to an area that we're not at all the time. And for heaven's sake, do not put us in an arena. Do not. (laughs) Can you imagine finding the lesson with the at the bottom of the rotten veil with the gas hitting you, and the crows, and the lesion hitting? Oh, yes. I don't give so many ideas. What what, what are those, those 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 black monsters that that give you paralysis? I mean the jackers are bad enough. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, the gears hitting the you. The gears. Paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, because Alessian makes their AI super aggressive, too. That would be terrible. Oh, yeah. And then Devil Joe comes and eats Alessian. Problem solved. <laughs> One bite. <laughs> that was me wiping my hands off. <laughs> I cleaned my hands of this Alessian. <laughs> um, so... Uh, like, I don't know, like the, that's a pretty good dive into the art book. Uh, as far as we can talk about, is there more that you, that stood out to you or, uh, we'll, we'll come back to it when I've read more and translated a little bit more, uh, in future episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even looked at the character sketches a whole bunch yet. I saw like a post where she was on Reddit where she was, um, uh, it was like a male version of her that was sort of androgynous looking. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like when when EA is talking about a narrative game, they're like, "My story." It's like (laughs) my handler. (laughs) Now we're. Oh, but yeah, there was like a a spread of like all the seasonal armors, and they had all the handler costumes in the armor section as well for the different events. I I could see that going the other way too. Hashtag not my handler. (laughs) <laughs> I actually that's like been a thing I've seen that oh people are it? so salty oops sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a while ago now though yeah um so uh, the, the the another one of the big topics that we wanted to get into today is talk about like local game stores or video game stores that kind of thing um like I've been you know, since I've moved, you know, back to my hometown, there's actually a lot more local game shops than there are big game shops. Like we have one GameStop, and sure, I, I've had I had to go there for the Smash Bros. release, um, but like you know, anything that isn't like you know brand new out this day, I end up going to. It's called a Game On um, here in Chillicothe, Ohio. And it's just like they've always been these. Uh, like small game shops in in my city here. Now, just to explain a little bit about where I live, it's not like a super small, like, hey, there's seven people that live here. Like, it's an actual city, but it's not like, it's not going to be like Austin or like like mega cities. It's just a small city. Um, And I don't know the population size, but like, it's never big. It's like, we got really happy when we got an Olive Garden. Because, like, <laughs> we don't have to go an hour north to get an Olive Garden. So we're starting to get, like, get you know, get this kind of more regular stuff. We don't have a Target. But we have a Walmart that killed, like, seven businesses. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it's, I mean, I, I have never liked Walmart. But they literally killed the comic book shop uh, that I used to hang out with, hang out in in high school. Um, because that guy's revenue was Pokemon cards and Walmart undercut his price on Pokemon cards. So much cards. So he just died. Like that shop died like very quickly after that. Um, 
Could you imagine, like, your livelihood being dependent on Pokemon cards? Oh, well, like, how yes. how bitter that could make he you? Was, he was a, he was a, he was a strange person. <laughs> we called him Crazy Dan. Uh, that was literally what we called him. Uh, actually, a fun, funny little side note. Uh, he also sold weapons in there. And we're talking, like, show swords. And, like, nunchucks and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, all this kind of nerdy stuff that I like. kid wants some Pokemon cards. Oh, dude, it and was, some it was such stars. a mishmash. It was, like, D&D books, Pokemon cards, board games, and then, like, swords on a wall. It's, like, everything nerdy you can think <laughs> of. Um, so, like, I was standing there, and I was talking to Dan. Like, I, I hung out there at, like, in high school all the time. Uh, we, a bunch of us played, you know, games there and stuff. And uh, this woman walks in... And she, she's like, hey, and, like, you know, a new person in the store. So, like, uh, they're like, okay, cool. So we're just kind of standing around talking, but I'm kind of half listening. And she's like, hey, uh, I need something to protect myself. And I was like, okay, cool. There's, like, this. So, like, he has, like, ta- tasers and stuff. And I was like, and she was like, a taser. Is that going to kill someone? And he's like, no, that's not what tasers are for. You said you want to protect yourself. And she's sitting there thinking, and she's looking around like, is there like a lethal mode on it or something? And it's like, uh, oh, dude, this is like, this is crazy. I was like, um, oh, my God. Uh, I was like, mm, no. I'm not, and I, this is where I really start paying attention. I'm just straight up just standing there listening to the conversation now. And he, she was like, well, what about like one of those size there? You know, like, she pointed to it. She doesn't know what it is, but like. One of those, like, I think she called it a dagger. She's like, what are those dagger things there? And he's like, he catches on, like, she is not up to good things. And he's like, you need to leave my store. <laughs> and she was like, I mean, I'm just here, like, to buy something. Like, I just need to protect myself. And he's like, yeah, protection doesn't involve killing. Like, it's just like, it was just the weirdest thing I ever saw. Now, granted, another side when I wasn't this lady is me this this like uh, spirit animal uh, right launch. <laughs> like, like if, if you're gonna do like, something complete it <laughs> if, you're gonna, uh, if you're gonna fight someone <laughs> get fucking sword <laughs> so like but like yeah you know, like we're kind of still got this like kind of small town mentality it's like not 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 like everyone knows each other kind of thing because it is you know a lot of people there but like I was just like, okay, this is super weird. But then you never think about stuff like murder and like crime like that happening. That's kind of like just sort of like, whoa, it's like a that's like a New York thing. Like that's 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 not us or Chicago or that kind of thing. And then like it kind of helped bring me back to like sensibilities of like, no, this is still a place with people who want to kill each other. Uh, like especially because like there was like a national news story that like there was this Halloween decoration that was up for too long in the town uh, when I wasn't living here. Uh, it happened a couple of years ago. I heard about it, like, on the news. And then people were asking me, like, didn't you live there? Like, holy crap, did you hear about that? And I was like, no, I didn't hear anything about it. Like, someone had apparently been murdered and just laid across a fence as a Halloween decoration and just no one figured it out. They just thought oh it was a decoration. Like... I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so like, I mean, I, eventually they'd have to, they'd have to find it out that way. Right. So like a big aside to local game stores, but <laughs> so we have this local game local murders, <laughs> right? Local news. Uh, so we have this local, who's game. been murdered today. Um, 
And I've been going in here because the the card shop that I play magic at is walking distance from this place. So I go and I walk to this game store and we've always had one or two, like there's one called Trading Zone. Um, they're like on a different side of town now, but they used to be on the same side of town. It's really weird. Uh, like, but there's always been like two or three in this area and I go in and, and like most game, like game shops, like the, in, I used to live in the Dayton area were like, Oh, this is my retro gaming shop. Yes. They have retro stuff. And like the, the, they freaking uh, have like a virtual boy setting up. No one's going to buy it. So they just have it sitting out. <laughs> but like you go in there and it's got like, all this like bunch of games and stuff and I, i'm looking at the new games i was like why would i never not buy here like brand new still sealed in the package like red dead is like 50 bucks there it's a 60 dollar game and they're like well yeah because like we yeah he didn't tell me the prices but like yeah we actually make a pretty decent profit on that and i'm like oh but i thought you couldn't sell that because of like that was controlled by you know like playstation or nintendo like they say you can't you know this is your he's like well yeah it's why it's called suggested msrb it's like they don't want people like doing that but like we're a local game store we make them over our stuff off as used games anyway so like it doesn't hurt us to take that bit of risk to, to discount it i was like okay cool i am always buying from here if i can now <laughs> like <laughs> So I've actually been looking for our next side quest project, Dragon's Crown, at this store. They don't have it. but <laughs> Well, they have it. They have it on PS3. And I'm not really sure I want to break out my PS3 to play Aru. And that means we couldn't play together, too. So, But yeah, like I, I just thought it was interesting to, to have... Right, it's... Yeah. Uh, so, like... The... I think it was interesting to have, like, this total... Because I've lived in a city for the past nine years that it, like, you go to GameStop, you go to Best Buy, and then coming, like, back to the local game store is kind of like a culture shock. It's like, the guy behind the counter that's there, like, I go in every Wednesday, like, we actually like, know each other's names now. He's actually a big Monster Hunter fan, and we've been talking about Monster Hunter, like, every day, like, for hours. I just stand talking to this employee... I, you know, I actually know his name and stuff. And, like, we're friends on PSN and stuff. It's, like, that never happened to GameStop. They're, like, in and out. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, it was just, like, such a different thing to come back to a smaller game shop. So, like, I guess, like, I just wanted to talk about that in general. Like, it's so amazing that, like, you know, these smaller stores still can survive, first of all. <laughs> and still be there. But, you know, I guess they're not always on the best <laughs> legs too one other thing i want to mention though like they have like some sort of special edition of like a pokemon box on the gamecube like i guess it's one of the first ones it's like where you store your pokemon or something and the thing is like two hundred dollars and i'm like why was this two hundred dollars why is this game cartridge of a gamecube two hundred dollars or cartridge disc uh, and then he was like, well, because you could only buy it on the Nintendo store. He's like, we know no one's ever going to buy it. It just, he likes having, the, the owner likes having expensive things on the shelf. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I mean, like, Haru, you said you've been to one lately. Like, I don't, I don't know what kind of area you live in other than, you know, West, but. Um, well, that was just a, like a trip. Um, uh just like to the concept i think it's interesting you mentioned you're never gonna like really talk to someone on a GameStop. i think it's interesting 
the, the social structure is created by, you know, like a chain corporation like that, like a franchise. Yeah. Um, it is sort of like the fast food mentality of like just treating people as like a means to an end. Right. Uh, like you're kind of all going through the motions going into like a subway or a GameStop. Right. Yeah, and it's it's always like the you know the GameStop is like power to the player, right? And it's like cool. Yeah, I get the idea of what you're going here, but like you don't get that mentality. Even the GameStop that's here, like it's small town, like uh, <laughs> uh, talk about small town. Like there was this girl. I guess she's the manager of the GameStop, and apparently she is one of my brother's like friends' exes, and she was um she was talking to my brother cause she knew him. I was like, Hey man, you should, you know, ask her out or something. He's like, nah, man, he just he didn't give me a reason. He just said, nah. Like, All right, whatever. So I was like poking fun about it later in front of his friend that is his ex. Right. And apparently they broke up on way bad terms. And I like, he was like, who are you talking about? I was like the manager game stop. And everyone's looking at me like I committed some murder. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I, there's something I wasn't filled in on here. <laughs> So, so this is a good a good point because I, I went to a local game store recently to pick up like a like a PS2 memory card uh-huh. for a PlayStation that I ordered off of Amazon PlayStation 2 that I ordered off of Amazon. Um, but like I, I do most of my I buy most games digitally. I do most of my game shopping like you know Amazon just like shipping. Yeah. Uh, so I'm part of the death of small businesses, but, you know, I wasn't born back when small businesses were really a thing. So, you know, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> sure. But uh, the point of what I'm saying is that, like, there's not a lot of interaction in, like, Amazon or a digital storefront. Right. And your little story there, I kind of like that in a sense. Like, I don't <laughs> always want to be in a social situation uh, when I'm you know, just trying to, like, obtain a mass-marketed product. Uh, right. But it is isolating by the same measure, so it's kind of a, a, confl- a conflicting thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of weird to be like, okay, so, like, we all just accept that this is how things are because it's just sold to us and we don't have, like, a lot of say to it. But, like, yeah. So why not just go in there, get out, and just go... <laughs> Like or you know not, you know like order it or buy it digitally. Like I've been buying things a lot more digitally lately, um, just for my Switch and that kind of stuff because it's easier. If I buy it digitally, I don't have to switch out cartridges. I don't have to carry my game case with me. I figured out my Switch fix exactly on the inside pocket of my winter coat. Like it just like slides in the inside pocket. So like I feel like one of those like uh, those stereotypical like watch dealers. Like open up your coat. Like hey. I got to switch. <laughs> so, I'm picturing Fortran just like strolling down the sidewalk and like looking sort of schlubby and like he might just like, that might be the only Cody owns. And he pulls out Nintendo Switch and starts like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> How do you know? Literally, my coat is ripped in two places and that's my coat. <laughs> And then he gets mugged. He's got a Nintendo Switch. Oh, and no. his saves are all gone because don't, Nintendo sucks. Don't do that to me. Don't, wait. We still have cloud saving, you know, for some games. <laughs> Does that work now? Is that a thing now? Yeah, I think. For some. For, 
for some games. Nothing I play. <laughs> oh my god. Oh jeez. <laughs> so so Ableist, you know, like are are you a person that goes in or do you buy digitally or what do you normally do to get your games? Man, uh, well, I'm pretty busy sure. most of the time. So uh, either Amazon send it directly uh-huh. to me or um i never really usually go to to game stops like i said the experience over there just kind of get in get out it's like okay but there are some gaming uh shops around my area that i've gone with my yeah. friends and stuff and like i said before i live in california so one of them it's down the street and you walk in and you get the whiff of you know like weed the whole time <laughs> and uh found out later <laughs> that you, you can go we, first thing we walk in there's nobody there like attending i said okay where's everybody Walking around, walking around. Fifteen minutes later, the guy pops in from the back. Like, hey guys, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just looking. Oh, okay, all right. Well, if you need anything, I'll be in the back. All right, thank you. And then eventually, we found out that yeah, you can go to the back and you can just get uh, you can buy weed if you want, or you can buy games in the front. So, perfect. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's illegal here still. <laughs> Which is uh, which is kind of funny because um, uh, one of the card shop guys that you know we kind of hang out with uh, everyone my brother and I we my brother and I don't don't smoke weed or anything uh, but this guy does and it's like every time he comes in from anywhere you can tell he's been smoking it like it's very much on him and yeah it's just like we go to IHOP uh, after we play on Wednesday nights um, we just go to IHOP hang out and talk after the league's over. And like one, one day there's just like seven cops and IHOP just having dinner together, I guess. It's just like a lot of them, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I'm nervous. Like I'm just like, ah, uh, I can definitely smell it on him. Like don't make eye contact. <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> like I got a job. I got to go to in the morning. Like. <laughs> Right. Uh. <laughs> um, so I'm remembering I had a great experience at this one local game shop that was like uh, uh, Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, uh, like, right. like a tabletop shop. Yeah. And uh, I went in, I was trying to get into Magic to uh, play with my uh, co-workers at the college newspaper at the time. Mm-hmm. And I... It was, it was a great offer. I think it was like fifteen bucks, and you could get like a thousand magic cards, and and they would like. I wouldn't trust that because they're probably just giving you bulk shit. Like I'm just gonna say, like. Eh. Well, yeah. maybe, but like, uh, I don't know how to do magic super great. Sure. And like they let you choose, like, do you want this to be like tailored towards a specific set in the past? And I asked, like. I like some of the art from like this one set that was like these animals that were like uh, they were like like uh, voids and they had like stars uh, that like formed their features I guess like their bone structure and so I asked for that set and Probably like a bunch of cards. New, for- new Phyrexia, I'm gonna guess. Sure, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good one. <laughs> Two magic players here. Um, right. And yeah, I started... Favorite set. Phyrexia. Yeah, no. 
I uh, I just you know used that to build like a white white blue deck and a green deck. I was having a good time for good a relatively inexpensive cost for just a lot of uh, deck building. One of the things that we're I eventually want to do. Uh, we talked about this. Um, you guys, uh, you know, listeners, you may have heard us have uh, Ole real good on here. Or we call him Kyle. <laughs> um, he's really into magic, also. So I eventually want to do like a a magic episode uh, and just talk about like our full experience and just talk about magic uh, one of these times. Because you know we're more of a general gaming podcast at this point. Sir, we talk about Monster Hunter more often than anything because you know it's our favorite series. Because uh, yeah, yeah, they just surprise dropped a freaking monster. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm, but, you know, like I'm doing to say, to that point, you know, here on the Discord, we have like our little symbols, and Ableist here is the white Pytalis. I am a my own creation of a Diablos fan art, and Haru is a ride of band. So, like, <laughs> it's obvious that we're Monster Hunter fans. Um, but I. I think I think it would be worth it to talk about magic more in depth than on another episode for sure because uh, it is you know like a like, cross section of like D and D like you bring it more into D and D Haru like D and D is another big cross section I do that a lot on the Twitter stuff now it's like my D and D articles I actually follow a lot of D and D people now <laughs> like <laughs> like I've been kind of getting back into like all my nerdy stuff like <laughs> not just Monster Hunter. Um, but I will say, like, I mentioned, like, I want a Hydra monster. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I don't know if I told you, Aphelis, I actually have every Hydra in Magic the Gathering in two binders. Yes, I actually collect Hydras. Um, and I have a goal to have nine of each Hydra card. Um, there Dude, are some... that's, that's a dangerous road to walk with Magic. Well... This Here's Yu-Gi-Oh card, actually, it's like $4,000, thanks. Uh, well, no, it never gets that big. Uh, the funny thing is, because I, I fixated, because, like, Hydras literally are my favorite monster, and I love monsters. So, like, <laughs> um, like, I fixated on probably one of the least popular magic creature types in magic. Like, vampires are a huge thing. Werewolves are a huge thing. Uh, slivers are a big thing. Like these weird bug things, slivers. Um, like all these other things, like elves or you know merfolk, uh, goblins. Um, like all these other like big creature types that get a lot of cards almost every set, and Hydra gets like one every other set, and like. <laughs> Right, so like it's not actually a bad one to collect until this latest set that came out. And it's crazy because this card is actually doing really well in standard, which is the most competitive format right now. It's called the Hydroid Crassus. Have you heard of this, Aphelis? No. Is that from the new the newest set deck? Yeah, it's from the newest one. So I'm not gonna get into the gritty details of what this card is, because most people, you know, are not gonna understand. But basically, it's a Hydra, and the, the mechanic of Hydra is they're X spells, so you pay X resources to get that much power and toughness. So it's it's big as you pay it to be. The thing is, it's the first blue Hydra. It's also the first blue Hydra, or Hydra period, that flies. So it's a flying Hydra. <laughs> it's not a thing. Hydra from Dark Souls that just flies over everything. I don't know if you ever played Dark Souls. 
Uh, I have played Dark Souls. Yeah. Okay. When you, when you go all the way to the bottom, where, to the, where the big dragon is, there's a Hydra, <laughs> and if you run past it, it jumps over you and it like flies and just throws water at you and then lands again, and just keeps trying to yeah. to like kill you the whole time. And you... Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's the Lake Hydra too in that game. That's the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about something different. Uh. But yeah. That's the. Yeah. Uh, well, the. Uh... The, so the it's called the Hydroid Crassus, and get this, most things have a creep chip, like we said, it's like Goblin or whatever. Sometimes you get fancy, it's like Goblin War Leader or War Chief or something like that. This one is Jellyfish Hydra Beast. So, it's jellyfish, but the tentacles are all Hydra heads. And it's flying. Mm-hmm. It's just the craziest thing. But this card is worth a lot. It has jumped up to $35 a card. Um... And my, I opened up a few in a pre-release event I did. So I have like a promo one, which is worth like 50 or so. And then I have a couple that I just got. But my brother, um, you can pre-order cards, right? You can. Uh, so he pre-ordered uh, six of them. Yeah, so I have two of three other means. He pre-ordered six of them at $9 a piece because no one thought they were going to be good. And they have now risen to $35 a piece. <laughs> right. I'm never going to sell them because I collect them, but it was... <laughs> so, so that's what kills me. Like, I looked up, uh, I think it's Time Stop yes. in Magic, and it's like, $4,000, please. And it's like, mm. Right, yeah. And you, like, if you're going to play a card like that, you're playing in Legacy, which is the most expensive format, and that's why it's... Yeah, it's... It's dumb. Don't look at well, anyway, uh, but Black like Lotus. Don't just don't. I think you're <laughs> overthinking this Forshawn because like if you really want to play that card unless you're in like literally a tournament play. Oh yeah, no. There are severely limiting price factors for a lot of decks. It's actually well, a No, no, like okay, you're you're overlooking one crucial factor and that's that's the piece of paper oh, that yes. has its image online. Dude. So what 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 sane person would not just like who owns a card shop would not just like uh, open up fucking Adobe InDesign learn to do a little bit of twerking of oh, maneuvering there fakes and are, like fakes just are like a thing. print cards and like sell them money. for like two bucks or something. They actually have serial numbers on the cards. Like there's <laughs> like the, like faking the cards is like a big no no. Um, and I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think you can get like charged or anything with it but like it's definitely like a big note because like they did they if they figure out find out they're faked through the you know whatever vetting process they have um like they're like you're banned from any sort of like anything (laughs) yeah like like it's just like uh, well yeah but like how many people are playing in tournaments like and those people are the ones who can spend maybe four thousand (laughs) dollars I could not believe how much money people I mean like I'm, I'm going to out my brother here a little bit he buys cases so we're talking like about no 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 it's a box a case is six of those so he spends approximately $500 every three months and that's just on the new stuff <laughs> like and he's uh, he's on the higher end of spending I would believe but there are people who spend thousands of dollars like just to build a deck to see if it works like this is 
Oh, not even kidding. We were talking about that last night. Like, it's just insane. Like, the people that are really into this. I am not that person. I have one deck. I do it. I'm done. I spend nothing. Like, I literally, like, have the, the one thing. And <laughs> like, I, my cost... Eating your brother's scraps, are you? Exactly, yes. And it works out just fine. <laughs> it's a lot of scrap, too. It's, like, giant scraps. <laughs> Once in a while, you get a guy who wants to play with proxies. Which is uh, printed out cards, right? The, yeah, that are clearly fake, but you're like, hey, this is supposed to be this card, and that's actually why I did not play this week because it's like uh, between season we have like a proxy. Hey, what can they call brew board? Like, hey, what do you want to try to play this next season? I'm not playing with all the garbage that you know ten thousand dollar cards are going to come with. I'm just not. So I went and played board games instead. Like. <laughs> But yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like if you just want to play Magic socially, like, who's going to be the asshole? It's like, mm, actually, you should actually, like, spend $4,000 on that card to play it in their game. There's about, th- there's about three of them in my card shop that are like that. No lie. <laughs> like, I went to the Art Institute, and a guy popped in with his, with his deck, and he's like, all right, guys, this is my deck, letting you know I have, I have proxies in it. One of my buddies goes like, you know what? You know what? It, it is good etiquette to tell everybody that you're using proxies, but it's also good etiquette to tell you to F off if you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> and the guy was right. like, oh, okay. All right. I guess, I guess I've been using this other deck then. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, one of my, you know, since I moved back, a lot of these people that I'm talking about, like at the card shop, um, they are people that, you know, I've got to know through my brother. Uh, and then, one of these guys, he brought in a deck that was all proxies to a birthday party that we were playing at. And I was like, who the F is this guy? Like, this, and like I was legitimately mad. Like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he was playing some sort of artifact that I don't even know. And I, like, I won't even go. It was like, he does like, it wasn't like crazy expensive. It was expensive, but it wasn't like. You know, like ten thousand dollars expensive, but like, uh, it was funny though because I had a card that said, "Hey, all of your cards become mine." Oh. <laughs> so, and it's oh for God. his like, it's like for his specific kind of card, which is artifacts. I have a dragon. It's like, hey, whenever it hits you, I get all those. Hey, by the way, if I control twenty artifacts, I win. So like, <laughs> he had like nineteen, and I had one on my field, and I just waited until he built up enough, and I hit him once, and I was like, I win. <laughs> he got so. Uh, no, he didn't. He's actually a pretty cool guy, and he was like, hmm, um, yeah, you win. And he just sat there, shook at his head, yes, like didn't expect that. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. Uh, it was a huge tangent. Um. <laughs> Like, but it, I mean, it kind of goes along with the, the local game stores, carb, uh, you know, local game stores is, you know, that's a big thing in magic is what is, what is your, uh, what do they call it? The local LG, there's actually a term for it for, for what magic shops. There's actually a term for them, like local magic M L M there's actually like L it's like an acronym for your local magic shop. And it starts with L, so it's local. Oh, who who cares though? Like it's just um, acronyms aren't words. Not I real. know. I'm just trying to think of it because like they actually like Wizards actually references them and stuff. It's 
because they have like official standing in the leagues. Yeah, F and M is actually an actual like officially sanctioned league thing, like <laughs> by wizards. <laughs> like you actually like, get points and stuff. It's crazy. Um, yeah, Magic is huge <laughs> and expensive. Acronyms uh, are the reason you can't tell wrestling fans and D and D fans apart online. A lot of them are one and the same. <laughs> I figured out a lot of people like wrestling. I was like, why are they punching each other in the face? <laughs> this, is, this is not nice. <laughs> that was that was I was I was that kid. Oh, that looks violent. No thanks. I'll go to my video violence. It isn't real people. Animal cruelty. That's and the now, kind of people we are. That's. I feel like it's very misrepresented. <laughs> I feel like that's really twisting it. Oh well. Um, I'm giving them things to take out of context for Tron. Just, uh, just just let it happen. It's fine. No, no, no. I'm a good guy. I swear. <laughs> All right. Um, so, do you guys have anything else to add or? Do you feel good wrapping it up here? Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Haru? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, I know it was a really rambly episode, but hey, when are we not rambly? <laughs> um, so this is uh, 421. Uh, you can catch me at Humper... Oh, ooh, that was bad. Hunter's Hub <laughs> <No>. Pod. <laughs> Cut. Cut. Do it again. Um, On Twitter. uh, I'll be posting stuff like the (laughs) the podcast stuff. uh, And I'll be doing like my ecology stuff goes up there. And you'll probably see me talk about magic a little bit up there. You know, just like what I've been doing lately. Um, uh, I also, real quick, I forgot to do this beginning, but I want to thank. uh, Wolfie Mellon for the music that she always does. It's great. We've used the same theme, um, but she's still a good friend of the show. So, always want to shout out to her. And uh, what's 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 the name of the podcast that she's donated her music to? Hunters Hub Pod. Thank you so much. Hunters. <laughs> I'm sure she feels great about that right at this particular moment. <laughs> oh, she doesn't listen. Maybe. I don't know. Well, that's, that's fair. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah. So I'll see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Haru? <laughs> where will I be? Um, uh, I'm at a Kane's dead gran on uh, Twitter. Uh, oftentimes, I bother Aphlis. Who is that? I'm at, at Coastman Lucero on Twitter. Come see my cool art. <laughs> Yes, thank you for joining us on the Humper's Hut Pod. <laughs> no, stop. I'm a blast, Gary. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.